If you have your Bibles, would you please turn with me to the book Luke chapter 1. <coughs> We're going to be continuing our lessons and our sermons on God is at work. By the way, He is at work. He, he was at work then. He's been at work the whole time and He is still at work. And His work is not finished. And we need to remember that. And what we need to set our sights on instead of focusing on the world, focusing on what we think we need to do, we need to focus on where is He at work around us? What is He doing? And when we find that and see that, and He's always at work in somebody's life. Amen? Amen. Because His work is the reconciliation of a lost world to Himself. And that ain't happened yet fully. Amen? Amen? We need to thank God that if it's happened to you, you need to praise God for that. But don't stop there. Because His work is not through yet. And He's not going to be satisfied until all men are saved. And one of these days, Johnny was talking a while ago about it, how great it's going to be to be in the house of God on the first Sunday of the new year. One of these days, right. it's going to be a last Sunday. Amen. It's going to be a last Sunday. And when that last Sunday comes, there's going to be people that get up and walk out of the church service where someone has proclaimed the word. Gave them an altar call begging them to repent and to be saved. And they're going to walk out the door. Think about that. This could be that last Sunday. I'll say that to scare you. I say it because it's a fact. And it's proclaimed in the Word of God. For us Gentiles, there's a time called the time of the Gentiles that will come to a halt. And I believe with all of my heart it is the time of the rapture of His church. Amen. And it's going to be tough to be saved after that. It's going to be tough. Amen. Remember that. So let's do it while He is near. While He can be found. Let's do it the way He's ordained it. In His church at His altar. At the calling of the Father to come to Jesus. That's the way it happens. Amen. Amen. Let's remember that. Luke chapter 1. We're going to be reading a beginning in verse 57. It's going to be a lengthy reading. So y'all bear with me as we read this. And we're going to hear what the Lord has to tell us today. Now Elizabeth's full time came that she should be delivered and she brought forth a son. And her neighbors and her cousins heard how the Lord had shown great mercy upon her, and they rejoiced with her. And it came to pass that on the eighth day they came to circumcise the child. And they called him Zacharias, after the name of his father. And his mother answered and said, Not so, but he shall be called John. And they said unto her, There is none of thy kindred that is called by this name. And they made signs to his father how he, <clears throat> how he would have him called. 
And he asked for a writing paper and wrote saying, his name is John. And they all marveled. And his mouth was opened immediately. And his tongue was loosed. And he spake and he praised God. And fear, fear came upon all that dwelt round about them. And all these sayings were noised abroad throughout all the hill country of Judea. And all they that heard them, uh, heard them, laid them up in their hearts, saying, What manner of child shall this be? And the hand of the Lord was with him. And his father, Zacharias, was filled with the Holy Ghost and prophesied, saying, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up an horn of salvation for us in the house of, the, of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant, the oath which he sware to our father, Abraham, that he would grant unto us that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And, and thou, child, shall be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt be, uh, go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people by the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. <coughs> And the child grew and waxed strong in spirit and was in the deserts till the day of his showing unto Israel. Father God, we, we love you. And we thank you for the beautiful Christmas story that is laid out in the book of Luke. We thank you, Lord, that Luke said he gave it in the order as, in which it happened. He got it from those who witnessed it, who partook of it, who were there and present during the time of it. And we thank you, Lord, that he was so detailed and so specific like no other gospel. So from this, we are able to draw the be beautiful enactment of what we call the Christmas story, the introduction of the Savior of the world to the world he came to save. God help us to see that, to understand that, but more importantly, to respond to Him, to receive the salvation He has told us we could have, to come unto Him, call on His name, and let Him save us. God, thank You for such a beautiful story that is absolute truth. <clears throat> Show us today from Your Word. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. So we're still talking about God being at work. And He is at work. He's at work right now. And let me tell you about God being at work. He is, is, is always preparing us to do things. 
And it's not always great things. Sometimes it's not even good things. We'll get into that just in, in a moment. But God was at work pre preparing for His Son to come into the world. <coughs> the great promise of God to the world was about to take place. Amen? Amen. And His messenger of this event was an angel named Gabriel. Each, each one that was involved had been chosen by God Himself. Amen? Amen? They were all chosen by God Himself to be used in His kingdom work. I want to interject something here. We are all called by God Himself. Any one of you who ever felt the desire to come to Jesus was, was felt that desire because God the Father put that desire on you. Amen. He was drawing you to Christ. And He drew you to Christ for one purpose. To save your soul and to continue the kingdom work that He has called us all to do. To carry on the saving work of Jesus Christ for no other purpose as He called us. Now we lose sight of that. We get focused on a lot of other things. But we need to keep that as the primary focus of our life, the primary focus of our service to God, and the primary focus for the people of this world who are lost. And some of them are in your families. Some of them are dearly loved by you. Do you love them enough to tell them that there's a Savior who will save their souls? That's the work He's called us to do. Amen. The kingdom work. Zacharias and Elizabeth, because they were faithful in the work of the Lord, and they were performing the duties that they knew to do, and that's what we all need to do. We need to, to do what we know God wants us to do. We talked about that the first uh, time, we, we uh, the first uh, week of this, uh, this series, that, that we are to be doing the things that we know God wants us to do. Don't wait on Him to give you some great big mission. <coughs> Just do what you know to do. Pray, read your Bible, go to church, and be a witness. Amen? Amen. Do those things. If you don't do those things, don't expect Him to give you nothing else. Because until you do those things, you're not worthy to do anything else. Amen? Amen? Listen to me. It ain't about the building. It ain't about the money. It ain't about anything. It's about a Savior. Jesus Christ. We need to put Him back in charge. Amen. He is the head. He won't be anything else and you can try to put Him behind you. He don't go there. Amen. Amen. So when you try to put Christ behind you, you know what He'll do to you? He'll put you in a hole somewhere where you'll be the most miserable person that ever lived because you're not in the will of the Lord. Amen. Remember that. If you're miserable in church, it ain't God's fault. That's right. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. It is not God's fault. Amen. It's your fault or the people around you's fault, and you're listening to the wrong voice. No, Quit right. listening to people and listen to Jesus Christ. Amen. Because He is the one with the answers. Amen. He is the one with the hope. He is the one with the salvation. He is the one who forgives. He is the only one that can save. And He is the only one that can direct your pathway. Amen. 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 We better put Him where He belongs. And I'm not talking about the throne of the building. I'm talking about the throne of your heart. Amen. you got to get yourself off of it and put Him on it. Amen. And things start looking a lot different. Amen. 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 Things start looking a lot different when that happens. Oh, y'all, i got to get back. This is not even in my notes. 
But Zacharias uh, knew uh, that uh, even though he was faithful of the work uh, of the Lord that, prefer, uh, that, that he performed, he did it without grudging, without grumbling, without complaining. Amen. And he was called to bring forth not the Christ, but the forerunner of Christ. Listen to me. Every prophecy in the Bible is not just about Jesus. Now, every prophecy, including John's, was there to represent Jesus. Amen? And so all of these things had to be fulfilled just as the Scripture had said it would be. Everything had to be done exactly that way. It's still that way. That's right. Amen? Amen. Amen. It's still that way. God is not a God of chaos. That's right. He is a God of order. And if there's chaos, it ain't God. Amen. Amen. It's people right. who ain't doing right. That's right. Amen. Amen. Not in my notes either. But he did something. As faithful as he was, he questioned God. God's ability to let an old man and an old woman have a baby. And so he argued a little bit with that angel. Angel didn't have time for this nonsense. Let me tell you what. God ain't got time for arguing, That's right. murmuring, complaining, and the preacher don't either. Amen. Amen. And all the saved of God who's really doing the work of God has no use for it. That's right. So never get hung up in that trap where you become one of those people. Amen. 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 If you look for a perfect church, you ain't never going to find it because we're a church of imperfect people. But we serve a perfect God. Follow Him. Amen. 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 So because Zacharias wanted to argue with this angel, the angel looked at him and said, okay, you're going to be done. You ain't going to talk no more until you do what I told you. I want you to call him John. When you call him John, you get talked again. Mm -hmm. So nine months later, he still ain't said a word. I ain't sure he could even hear. One scripture says there they make signs to him when they got ready to ask him what the boy's name was. That means he probably couldn't hear either. He was deaf and dumb. There's a story there. There's a message there. Some people who sit in pews are deaf and dumb too. Amen. Oh, Brother Gary, I'm going to throw something at you. There's people who sit in pews that hear but don't hear. There's people who sit in pews that hear but don't do. Amen. That's the same thing as deaf and dumb. Amen. We got to hear God and do what He says. Amen. Christianity is based on very simple principles. You hear, you come, you receive, you do good works, and you follow Him. Amen. That's the basics of our Christianity. Amen. And all this other side stuff is stuff we've added. Mm -hmm. Not God. Alright. got to move on. So when, when the angel said, when you call him John, you'll speak again. Now this same angel goes to Mary. I'm just bringing y'all up to speed. And he tells her that she's going to bear the Savior of the world. And she knows this. And after the angel tells her this, and he can see the look of confusion, he tells her about Elizabeth, her cousin that had six months ago he had visited. So Mary goes to her. And Mary meets her and as soon as Mary gives the salutation 
of the Savior being in her womb, guess what happened? <laughs> Elizabeth, the baby first, leaped with joy. Verse 15 of this chapter said that he would be born from his mother's womb with the Holy Ghost. That's what happened to him when he leaped. When he heard of the salutation that she was bearing to Christ, the Son of God, he leaped in her womb and he was filled with the Holy Ghost and so was his mama. Amen. Now daddy didn't get that because he's still deaf and dumb. <laughs> Amen. Amen. There's a sermon there and I know i got to move on. There's a sermon here too. That's why you see sometimes mama's saved and daddy's ain't. That's why sometimes you see daddy saved and mama's ain't. Amen. Because see, it ain't about both of you being uh, honest with God and following God. It's about each individual following God. Amen. You can't be saved for hubby and hubby can't be saved for you. Amen. Right. It's up to you. You can't be saved for children or grandchildren. That's up to them. That's right. We need to learn that lesson. So out of, because he questioned God and was struck deaf and dumb, he just left out right then. Yep. Amen. His wife and his son is filled with the Holy Ghost and he ain't. Yeah. Think about that. We face this all the time in today's world, don't we? Yeah. I don't know how many mothers and wives I've had to come up to me and say, pray for my husband. Pray for my husband. Pray for my husband. He just, he just don't get it. He don't support <laughs> us. He don't support God. And that's why. He didn't hear. He don't listen. And so this happens and when Mary did this, and, the, and they were both filled with the Holy Spirit, Mary stayed with them until John was born. She stayed three months. She was already uh, over six months along, and Mary stayed with her three months. The Bible don't tell us that, but it says that she stayed with her three months. And now we get into our, 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 uh, our scripture today. And when, uh, when all this took place, uh, that, that we skipped to the birth of John the Baptist. Amen? John the Baptist had to be born before Jesus Christ in order to be the forerunner. Amen? And so this had taken place, and we, and we see in the Scripture uh, how this happened in verse 57 and 58. Elizabeth's full time came. That means that we all know what that means. Nine months later, she, they, she delivered and brought forth the Son. And a lot of people have heard this already. Y'all heard about our cousin, that old woman, Elizabeth? She's pregnant. And her husband has been struck deaf and dumb. He can't even talk. What's going on? Now there's a whole crowd of people in that city and a whole crowd of kinfolk gathered around. They won't know what's going on. And you can hear the rumors now. Reckon he's even the daddy. <laughs> Listen to me, y'all. God help us, but that's the way our minds work. That's right. Amen. Amen. I got to get this coat off because we take the preach now. So he was born. They were all gathered around, and then the scripture skips eight days. Don't talk much about it. It just says that they were all there, and they were rejoicing with her. They were glad that this baby had come, and so it came time on the eighth day for them to obey the commandments of God and circumcise this young man and it, 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 this baby. And in his circumcision, they would name him. And so everybody presumed. They're going to call him Zacharias. Listen, here's another point. Never presume you know what God is doing. Amen. Amen. That's got lots of people in lots of trouble, including preachers. Never presume that you know what God is doing. 
Never go out on a limb and speak to him unless he's instructed you to do that. Amen. Amen. Now, it ain't about witnessing telling people that he's the Savior. That ain't got nothing to do with it. It's about things that affect people's lives. Don't go out there and try to be God. Listen to God. Let him be God. You be his spokesperson when he tells you to. Amen. Okay? And so they had already named him Zacharias or were trying to. And, and his mother answered, that, oh, no, no. Because see, she knew what was going on. You, we're going to call him John. And they got the, what? And now, boy, you really hear the cog turning. John? There's nobody in your family named John. Why would you name him John? <laughs> That's the way we think, isn't it? That's it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We got to be careful. And so, <laughs> she said, and they said unto her, there is nobody in your family named John. And they made signs to the father. That's the reason I said he probably couldn't hear because they could have spoke to him. He could have heard him. But he could, they made signs. What's his name? What's his name? What's his name? And he asked for a writing tablet. And when they gave him the writing tablet, he wrote one word. So he actually wrote more than that. He wrote, his name is John. Now listen to this. Now Zacharias has become obedient to God. He's been deaf and dumb this whole time because he argued with God. God don't like that. But now since he obeyed the voice of God and he, 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 he stayed deaf and dumb until the baby was born and now he did what he was called to do, called him John. And the Bible says immediately he began to speak and praise God. Hallelujah. There ain't nothing better than being smack dab in the middle of the will of God. Amen. It's a spooky place sometimes. It'll make you speechless sometimes. It'll make you uncomfortable sometimes. But it has its rewards, and I'm fixing to show that to you. Now look at this. God has got lots of stuff going on because he's God. He knows the end from the beginning. He knows what everything needs to be done to accomplish His will. And so look at what happens in verse 64. He said, His mouth was opened immediately and, and His tongue loosed and He spake and He praised God and, and fear came upon all who dwelt around them. And all these things were noised abroad throughout all the hill country of Judea. And all they that heard them laid them up in their hearts saying, What manner of child shall this be? God put uh, John on the hearts of people. He put him on the hearts of those people of that city, on all the cousins. And when they went back home, they went to tell the others that he what the things that had happened. He was he began John and his circumcision to find favor with men and have focus of men put on John. Now think about that. He's the forerunner of Christ. He needs to have favor with people. He even had favor with Herod. Herod had his head cut off, but he didn't want to. He found favor with people because of this event. Amen. And people stored up in their heart, we're going to watch this guy, see what he turns into. And boy, when he showed up on the scene, if I asked anybody in this crowd, do you want your son to look like that? They'd say, no. <laughs> but that's the way he showed up. He was still drawing attention to himself. There was a reason for that. You don't need to draw attention to yourself so you'll be in the center. You draw attention to yourself so you can put God in the center. Amen. And that's what he did. Amen. Yeah. And so they, they held this in their heart. And so God used this to put John 
the focus on John because he was a forerunner. But there was something even better happened at this time. The Bible says in verse 67, and his father, Zacharias, was filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Salvation came to the man. Now, daddy, mama, and son are all saved, all filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen? Amen. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't it wonderful? See, that's the way God wants it to be. He wants it that way. That's the way it ought to be. Amen. And when he got filled with the Holy Ghost, he temporarily forgot all about God, uh, John. He began to proclaim how great God was. Amen. 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 He began to give honor and glory. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people. It's all about Him. It's all about God. It's all about Jesus. Amen. It's all about Him redeeming the world. It's all about Him to come. It's all about Him to live. It's all about Him to die on the cross for the remission of our sin. It's all about Him resurrecting from the dead. Amen. It's all about Him pouring out His Spirit upon all flesh. That's the Holy Ghost. That's what they're getting right now. And then they are empowered and they have the ability to... Guess what? Live for Him. I'm telling you what, there's lots of folks need to get filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. 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 There's a lot of people need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. And there's a secret to that. You need to stay filled with Him. Amen. Amen. Y'all hear me preach that stuff all the time. I can't help it. We've got to do this. Amen. So he began to bless the Lord. And he, he, he said, He has raised up an horn of salvation. He knew he wasn't talking about John. He knew John was going to introduce that one. Amen. So look at him. He's not got the favor on his son. He's got the favor on the mission of his son. Which is Jesus. Amen. We need to remember that too. Amen. Glory to God. And so he, he, he went on to preach and, and he said he's going to perform the mercy promised to our fathers. He's going to bring salvation to us. This is the promise he made to Abraham. This is the one he made from the beginning. And he, and he just went on and on about how great God was. And he says in verse 75, In holiness and righteousness, but we are before him all the days of our life. And we can serve him now without fear. What brings you boldness? The Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. I gotta move on. And so now he begins to speak about his son. Amen. He begins to speak about his son. And look what he says to his son. He's a baby. And thou, child, shall be called a prophet of the highest. Because see, when he got told him, he realized that his son was the fulfillment of a prophecy. He understood it now. And he was just amazed that his son was going to be that person. God can use our sons and our daughters when we need to raise him and them to love him. Amen. Amen. He said he, he is the prophet of the highest to give knowledge of salvation. Now look at that. Knowledge of salvation. He didn't come to bring salvation. He came to give knowledge of salvation. That's what I do. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. 
There ain't no preacher on this planet can save you. I don't care how much you think of them or how much you don't like them. He gives you the knowledge of salvation and then it's your choice. Amen. He gave them the knowledge of salvation unto the people and by the remission of their sins. Amen? That tells me that anyone who comes to Christ must repent. Amen. Don't worry, y'all. I'm fixing to get further. And John's progress, he says in the verse... Uh, he tells all the stuff he spoke to give the light to them that sit in darkness and to the child. This is all prophecy that's been prophesied many, many years before this. And the child grew and waxed strong in spirit and was in the desert till the day of his showing unto Israel. What he knew, he didn't learn in seminary. What he knew, he didn't learn from other people. What he knew, he went out into the deserts and let God show him Amen. what he was to do. And guess what? It was spot on. When he showed up, it was spot on what he had to say about Jesus Christ. Now let me bring this to a conclusion. John was saved. He was filled with the Holy Ghost from his birth. That means he was called. He was saved. He was armed with the Spirit of God. Amen. And now his walk begins. Y'all hear that? Just because you got saved don't mean your walk stops right there. There's work to be done. Good works. Not bad work. Good works. Alright, would God that all of us who are called, saved, and armed would concentrate on accomplishing the mission that is set before us by a holy God, the mission that Christ had given to me and you, to every one of us, to proclaim His righteousness, to proclaim His truth, to give Him honor, to glorify Jesus by our words and our deeds. That's our mission. In a nutshell, that's who we're supposed to be. Amen. Y'all are awful quiet. To be such a witness for him that others will want him too. You can't go home and tell everybody how sorry the church is you go to. You can't go home and tell everybody how sorry the Sunday school teachers are. You can't go home and tell everybody how sorry the preacher is. You can't complain about how long-winded he is. And you can, but you don't. And if you do those things, the people you're talking to, you know what's going to happen to them? Why would I want any of this junk? It does matter how you serve God. It does matter where you serve God. You serve God out there, not just in here. When you come in here and you reverence and you respect and you hold your tongue and you don't cuss in here, you don't talk built in here. Why? You honor the building. That's right. You are that temple. You are the building. He is in you. Honor Him everywhere you go. Amen. 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 Praise God. <laughs> We're to be the witnesses that we draw others to Him, not shove them away. Yep. Elizabeth, Zacharias, and John all had what it takes. They had the Holy Ghost and fire and power. They had it. 
And they used it for the glory of God because that's why it was given to them to begin with. <laughs> Do you have that power today? Do you have that power? Did you know that power, that same exact power, is still available to us today? We're not allowed to live in sin and be blessed by God. Amen. We're not allowed to live in sin and be used by God. Amen. We need to learn to quit speaking for God or anybody else for that matter. We need to be the servant He's called us to be, following the one who saved us, listening to His voice, and telling people what He has told us to tell them. We need to study the Word of God so that when we tell them and share the Word of God, we can tell them exactly what it says and know what we're talking about. That's who we are. Is that who you are? It's time to put all the chit-chat to the side. It's all time to put all the backstabbing, the backbiting, the gossip behind us. And it's time to move forward and embrace the hem of the garment of the one who walks ahead of us. It's time for us to get filled or be refilled. It's time for us to repent. It's time for us to call upon the name of the Lord and say, Lord, I want to be the servant you've called me to be. And I want to serve you. And I want to honor you. And I want to be that person. I want to be your ambassador. Amen? Amen. I want you to make me more than a conqueror. I want you to make me one with a big shield in front of me. So the fiery darts of Satan just bounce off of them. Too many of us don't carry that shield with us, by the way. And boy, when we drop that shield, here come them darts. Did you hear what so-and-so said? That's what happens. Mm -hmm. Anger, bitterness, resentment. Those darts are loaded with that junk. Mm -hmm. And you can tell who they've hit. You can tell who they've hit. All you got to do is open your ears and listen to what they say and see what they do. We need to keep that armor on. He's given us the spirit. He's given us the power. He's given us the fire. He's given us the boldness. And he's given us the armor to put on so this other junk don't bother us so much. Do you have that today? Is that who you are today? Or do you need some of this today? Whatever you need, whatever you desire, whatever you want to do to serve Him, He will equip you to do just that. Yes. He loves it when we have faith in Him and believe Him. And that's why Paul wrote, I can do all things through Jesus Christ who strengthens me. I can even turn my life around. I can quit believing what I've always believed. And I can change everything about myself <coughs> if I will allow Jesus to do it. And it will be right. Amen. Would you stand please? You don't have time to patience. If you need something from God, if there's things <coughs> troubling you and bothering you, Come to these altars. Bow down before this holy God. And get it to Him. Let Him have it. He said, cast all your cares on me. Because I care for you so much. I came to bear your burdens. I bore your sins to the cross. I can bear them now. Give them to me. Call on my name. Use my blood. 
Get filled up with the Spirit. Get the boldness you need. Ask me for wisdom. I'll give it to you. All you can stand. Study my word so you'll know who I am and what I require from you. What pleases me and what don't please me. Are you willing to ask him for those things? If you will, you'll make him very happy today. Very, very happy today. You never saw a time in the Gospels when Jesus was present where he didn't love when a person came up to him with all of their heart and asked him sincere questions because they wanted to know what they needed to do and what they needed to be. It always made him excited. And he always told them the truth. And he won't lie to you now. He's here. He's present. In the middle of this Christmas story, here he is. We're a witness to what he did for these people. He's not going to ask you to do anything he won't equip you to do. He's not going to ask you to do anything he won't empower you to do. He's not going to ask you to do anything that he cannot accomplish through you. Remember that about him. So don't be afraid of him. Let him love you. Let him talk to you. Let him tell you what he wants. And then follow him as you do it. Bless you all today. There's many at these altars. I think there needs to be some more. Thank you so much for being here today.
Do not let this message get away from you. Amen. I'm telling you, there's some people in here that are hypocrites, liars. The Bible tells us without doubt, no liar, no thief. It gives a whole list of people who will not enter into the kingdom of God. You cannot live without repentance with these sins bearing weight upon you. Why would you want to? Amen. And yet we leave the church houses regular. Bring them in and carry them right back out with us. Like, this is my righteous cause. There is no righteous cause except the cause of Jesus Christ. And He don't want you carrying that with you. Amen? Amen. I love y'all. I know I'm blunt sometimes. I'm bitterly honest because the Word of God is bitterly honest Amen. with us. Amen. And we better heed it. We better heed the warning. Get in Revelation and read it. Amen. See what happens to these people. Get in the book of Matthew and read what Jesus said about Judgment Day. And those who thought they were a shoe-in didn't go into heaven. Read those things. And quit trying to live for Jesus your way and start doing it His way. Amen. If you don't do that, you may be one of those who stand and He said, I don't know who you are. But God, I did this. I still don't know who you are. But God, I did that. I still don't know who you are. Depart from me. Those are the saddest words ears will ever hear. The saddest. Don't let that happen to you. Don't do it. You don't have to. I love y'all. We will have Wednesday night service. And we will have a worship service next Sunday morning starting at 11 o'clock. There will be no Sunday school. There will be no night service tonight. There will be no night service next week. And then we'll resume normal uh, activities. So some of you are going to be celebrating Christ and Christmas this week and early. Praise the Lord. Make sure the people you celebrate with know who you are celebrating. Amen. Amen. God bless y'all. Brother Steve, would you dismiss it, please? Well, praise the Lord. Yes. Hallelujah. Well, let's pray. Let's reach out to Him and touch the hem of His garment today and thank Him and praise Him for the singing and the Word, His presence, His presence down the aisle, His presence in the front. His presence in everyone. Lord, we lift you up. Emmanuel, God with us. Thank you, Lord, for doing what you did, for coming the way you came, humbling yourself to show us to do the same. Lord, we pray you would touch each one here. You know our hearts. You know how we feel. You know exactly why we're hypocritical. You know exactly how we feel. Lord, we pray that we turn it all over to You. As You walk amongst the church, in the midst of us all, we pray You would hold us closer and closer. That we can be a bright, shining light as we go out these doors. Forgive us where we have failed You, Lord. We lift You up. Emmanuel, God with us, your church, your people, 
We pray You'd have Your way with us. Our children, have Your way with these little ones. We thank You again and praise You for what You're doing. And keep Your hand upon us, we pray. In the precious name of Jesus, we lift it up to You, Lord. Amen. Amen. Amen.